This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. Good morning, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I'm your host, Chris. Today is March 15th, 2022. We're already in the middle of this month, man. Where is time going? I don't even know anymore. Um, today's episode is going to be a heavy one, so for all of my listeners, I'm just going to give you a trigger warning now because we will be talking on some sensitive topics and I don't want anybody to feel like uh, they're alone in any of this situation or circumstances because I know how hard it is to talk about um, being somebody who has gone through it. Um, Today's podcast is going to be about self-harm in honor of Self-Harm Awareness Month and I just want to share with you guys my personal experience and of course all the things to look out for for all you parents who have concerns of their kids or for those uh, adults that are struggling with self-harm because I do know people who still struggle with this. Um, So this podcast is for you guys, for us really, because it's something that not a lot of people talk about in, in a space of comfort. And I know it took a very long time for me to even want to begin to talk about it. Um, You don't ever feel like you can trust somebody with these kind of conversations. And quite frankly, it's a, it's an uneasy conversation to have with people. So let's get through this podcast together and just know that all your feelings are more than enough. And if at any time that you guys feel this podcast becomes overwhelming, please rest assured, I will try to get you guys through this podcast the best I possibly can. Um, Pause it if you need to take a quick break. You know, I'm, I'm here. This podcast is here for you guys. I'm doing this in the name of mental health and I want to be there for anybody that I can. Before we get down to the subject uh, at the matter of the matter, there is a day of this month that needs to be acknowledged. And that was March 6th. Uh, of every year is Black Balloon Day, and it's basically in honor of all we have lost to addiction. Um, Somewhere down the road, I do want to do a podcast on this because I know it's a heavy hitter as well. Um, But March 6th is something I feel if you guys are passionate about mental health as I am, uh, you know, of course, mark that on your calendar and just make sure, you know, There's so many recovering addicts, and I'm so proud of you guys. And unfortunately, there's a lot more people that we've lost to addiction. Um, Be there for each other, guys. It's such a hard conversation to have with everybody. It's such a hard subject to, to talk about with those that you know are struggling. Because most people that have a problem don't either don't want to acknowledge they have a problem or don't know enough to know they have a problem. So just be there for each other, guys. Don't shut anybody out. Um, I have really close people to me that have, you know, passed away due to addiction, and it sucks. Um, It's it's heartbreaking. It really is. But 
March 6th of every single year, guys, Black Balloon Day, um, in honor of every person we've lost to addiction. Um, let's continue to push forward and try to be there for one another the best that we can. You know, we're all going through something in one way or another. And that's a subject I feel very strongly about. Um, growing up in a family full of addicts was really tough and hate seeing anybody else have to struggle through it. So please be there for each other, guys. So with today's podcast, you know, again, we're going to be speaking on self-harm. And what inspired me to do this podcast was, um, you know, just a little bit about me. I won't go into too much detail. Um, I did a lot of self-harm when I was, was a young teenager and it was rough because I felt like I was always alone. I didn't feel anything more than just, you know, just a meat sack, you know, just, just a person that was there, uh, non-existing. Um, and I wanted to feel something and I turned to that and it was probably the most unhealthiest way to, to cope with what I was going through, but it was really one of the only ways that I knew how to get through it. Um, luckily I was able to stop before it got really serious. Um, and there was just a lot of things that I went through as a kid that happened to be one of the many things that I experienced. And it's not something I, I confidently talk about because I feel ashamed, but I just want to assure Everybody who does listen to this podcast, you do not have to feel ashamed for anything that you guys go through. Anything that you do to cope, healthy or unhealthy. Yes, the unhealthy, of course, is just that. It's unhealthy and it's not good for you. But you know what? At the end of the day, we as human beings make choices and we learn from those choices, good or bad. We we have a tough time going through traumatic events and we go through a tough time with those of us who deal with depression, those of us who deal with feeling worthless and so on and so forth. And it's, it's so tough to, to come back from that black hole that you feel like is everlasting. But I just want to assure you guys that black hole isn't forever. The help is there and there are so many resources now. I mean, we're doing so much better in 2022 than we were when I was a teenager. And I was very fortunate enough to be able to overcome all the things that I went through and be able to get through the, the muddy, the muddy water, the muddy waters. Sorry. Um, tripping over my words here, but it's a sensitive subject and I, uh, I'm, I'm grateful you know, I'm more than grateful uh, of going through what I went through. Um, a lot of really tough lessons and a lot of lessons I had to teach myself because the parental figures were lacking and I just didn't have a lot of stability in my life. So um, the help is there, guys. The resources are there. And if you can't ever find the resources, please reach out to somebody. You can even reach out to me. Um, Everybody who's in my mental health group, you know, I'm always there for you guys if you need the help. And uh, I can always give you resources if you don't have any resources. So let's dive in a little bit on the self-harm episode. So 
I'm just going to go with the facts first, just because I feel like it's important to read, um, read this to you guys, just to give you an eye opener of just how serious the subject is. So 2 million cases are mostly, uh, mostly youths reported annually. So just think about that for a second, guys, 2 million people reportedly, this is, this is only the people that are documented of, of self-harm and that's, that's reported annually. So every single year, about 2 million by the end of every year that's documented. Now just try to put in perspective how many are not documented because most people, mostly parents, I'll honestly say mostly parents don't know what signs to look out for. So parents, if you are listening, this is a podcast for you that I feel will be very useful and it will give you the signs to look out for for your child um, to help them, to give them the resources that they deserve to have, to give you the peace of mind and help them better than the generation I grew up in or the generation before then and my parents' generation. Because uh, let's face it, guys, uh, I feel like anybody from my parents' generation, your mental health resources just weren't exactly the best. And I can honestly say I'm proud of this generation for pushing for mental health and you know being there for one another and trying to make sure we all make it out at least in one piece. Um, so another fact is one in, f- one in five men and women engaged in self-injury uh, starts around adolescence, usually around age 14, and continues in the 20s. Um, it could also even continue or start later in life. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I do know adults who still do this, and it's not something that you just stop doing, guys. It's not something you could turn off, just like just like depression. Depression doesn't have a switch where you turn it on and off and call it a day. Self-harm is exactly that. It's it's something in our brains that you constantly have to do. It's kind of like a tick. If you feel you need to do this to feel something to give you that that sense of feeling again. That's why most people do it. And I I just, you know, again, this podcast, and I, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record at this point, but this podcast is going to open a lot of eyes for you guys. I, I pray and hope uh, I can make some sort of a difference here. Um, it has led to the gender-based stigma uh, that girls who injure are attention seekers. And of course, that's it's a stigma, you know, mental health. There's a lot of stigma around mental health and self-injury because, you know, I, I know a lot of women and I know a lot of men who have uh, self-harmed and just aren't open about it. Um, for awareness, guys, um, orange ribbons is, is a good way to show awareness, um, you know, orange with just any any kind of awareness towards self-injury month um, or self-harm awareness month, rather. Um, would be a really good way to show your support. Um, just try and get people familiar with the movement and familiarize them with the month month of March, because I know uh, this is probably one of those months that not a lot of people were aware of. And it's something that I feel we can start together. We can make it to where we have rallies or, you know, do marathons for people, for teens that are struggling with self-harm or stuff like that. Um, but, you know, that's there. there's so much stigma around self-harm because, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're just doing that for attention or you just want to look cool or whatever it is. I, I've heard I've heard it all, guys. And it's 
absolutely ridiculous. Um, there should be no stigma around that stuff. It should be people looking out for each other and people saying, uh, you know, do you need help? You know, do you need any anybody to talk to? Um, just a simple conversation. You don't know how whose life you can change by saying those simple words. Um, so for resources, um, if you're in a crisis, uh, working the text line myself, I can honestly say I have personally worked with people who are in crisis for self-harm and they were going through a rough time. Um, if you guys aren't aware of the text line, it's text home. So that's H O M E at seven, four, one, seven, four, one. And everybody that I've seen work on there are absolutely outstanding human beings. And I'm not saying that to sell you on something. I'm saying it as somebody who struggled and didn't have these resources uh, as a kid, I highly recommend um, the text line. If you guys are in crisis or dealing with anything that you you're not really sure how to deal with. Um, there's also the hotline. If you dial nine, eight, eight, it goes right to the crisis hotline. If you prefer talking, I know a lot of people don't really like texting, especially stuff like that. So if you want to call the hotline, it's nine, eight, eight, and that goes right to the crisis hotline. And again, a resource I was able to use and they were able to help me and get me in that calm state of mind. So definitely look out for, for those resources. Um, so of course the types of the different types of self-harm are, are the obvious. We got cutting and we got burning. Um, and then we got hitting, hitting and punching, uh, self. And it's something that, uh, and also pulling out hair. All of those symptoms are pretty common when you talk about self-harm and not really sure what to look out for. And there's a lot of things, you know, even animals do the self, the, the pulling out the hair part. I I've, when they're stressed out, I've seen animals do this, you know, same with, same with human beings pulling out the hair. I, I've, I've seen it all. And unfortunately I, I've done things to myself. I'm not very proud of, but I've learned from those and, you know, I was able to, to fight through with no resources and, I'm just grateful that there was resources now for, for people that are helping or for people that are struggling. So I kind of wrote down um, something else that I kind of thought was sort of the same thing. Um, I feel like self-destruction kind of goes under the same, same line or at least the same category as self-harm when you're talking about self-destruction. You go with you know overeating or just not eating at all. Um, not sleeping, uh, just, you know, whatever it is, not going outside. There, there's so many different ways of self-destruction and not talking to people. And I kind of feel like it was something I needed to express because I feel like self-harm and self-destruction kind of go hand in hand. Obviously, the self-destruction isn't 100% like self-harm, but you can kind of compare the two and find some more similarities than you would find differences. Um, so for the type of symptoms you want to look out for, um, is looking for scars, uh, fresh cuts. This is, this is one for me that I did as a kid because I, I was ashamed. Um, I was worried somebody would see it. I didn't want anybody knowing about it was wearing long sleeves during warm, warm weather. As silly as it sounds, it's something that 
a lot of kids, and I mean a lot of kids do, and hide. I used to wrap ace bandages around my my doings and wear a long sleeve jacket. And I remember the jacket too. It was a red ICP jacket. And I wore it every single day to hide, you know, what I was ashamed of. And of course, you know, it got to a point where it was bad enough to where people started notice noticing. And, you know, of course I had friends that were there for me to help me at the time. And it's something that I think parents should be a little bit more aware of. Um, Cause I know, well, I don't know, but seeing, I know how parents are busy. I know they got to get ready for work. They're going to get the kids out the door, you know, try, try to see your kids. And I don't mean like physically see them. I mean, try to see what they're going through. If you notice some off behavior, like uh, if they're having difficulties with their interpersonal relationships or they're constantly asking about their personal identity or you see um, behavior or emotional instability, uh, impulsions, or uh, unpredictability. Um, saying that they feel hopeless, helpless, or worthless. Um, those are certain things you want to listen and look for because I know society loves to say, oh, well, you're just saying all this stuff because you want attention. Or they try to gaslight you. They try to say nothing's wrong with you and everything's fine and you know, things of that nature, because it does happen. It happened to me. It still happens to me to this day um, when people dismiss my struggles. Um, so parents, again, I, I want to kind of just read read those symptoms again, just for you guys to look out for. Look for scars, look for fresh cuts, look for long sleeves in the warm weather. Um, look for uh, if they're having pr- difficulties with interpersonal relationships or if they keep questioning, uh, they keep asking questions about their personal identity. Um, if you notice behavioral, emotional instability, impulsions, or unpredictability, or you hear them saying how they're help, feeling helpless or hopeless or worthless. Um, really big buzzwords uh, in there. And I know I just kind of like word vomited that whole sentence, but I feel like it's something every kid needs to um, needs to know about themselves is that they have somebody there for them. They have somebody that actually cares. And I know going through into a teenager and you have all those hormones and all those things that you're going through and you feel like the world is against you and, and all that stuff, guys. But for those of you who have kids, who have teenage kids, who have almost 20 year old kids, you know, there's, we go, we all go through something guys. And just because they're a kid with no adult responsibilities doesn't mean they don't have stress, whether it's senior project, whether it's final exams, whatever it is, they, they go through it too, guys. And I know it's something my parents could never in a million years even try to understand. When my sister was going through what she was going through, my mom Baker acted her. And that's just, you know, that's just how that situation went. And I don't think that institutionalization should be something that is everybody's go-to. Now, I would say if they're a danger to themselves, sure, then I would consider that. But if they're if they're acting out all of a sudden or if you see they're harming themselves or whatever they're doing, guys, it's something that needs to be addressed before it can get serious before it can get to a point where 
you can no longer reverse it. You can no longer undo the stuff that's going on. Um, different ways of, of finding uh, different ways to cope with self-harm. Uh, of course, like I mentioned, the crisis hotline is there for uh, resources 988 again, for those of you who missed it. And, or you can text the text line 741741. And if you text home, H O M E, um, you'll get the operators on the other end. They're always there. Um, most of them will have recorded conversations uh, if you've contacted them before. But I just want you guys to know that they are not licensed therapists, they are there to help you uh, get to a cool, calm, and collected state of mind. And they are there to help you find resources to help you cope with what you're going through. Because, guys, I know it's hard. And everything is a complete mess in the world right now. But we got to be there for each other one way or another. So another way to cope with self-harm is to be creative. Um, you can Art is statistically proven to help process emotions when it comes to self-harm. Um, you can get a Sharpie and doodle, you know, it doesn't, you don't even have to be an artist. Um, if you use your hands and write on paper, or if you have a Sharpie and you draw on yourself just to get that, um, sense of feeling like you're doing something. Um, I have seen therapists talk about the Sharpie tool on, on your arm, um, just trying to, get your brain distracted off of that, that need to self harm. Cause I know it's a chemical imbalance to where you feel like you need to do it. There are two apps that I actually wasn't aware of. And I think one of them might not be for everybody, but I know the other one for those of you who do um, struggle with self harm or know somebody that struggles with self harm. It's called calm harm app. Basically, it gives you tasks to help resist your urges to self-harm. So those tasks could vary every single day. Um, I believe it's on both Android and Apple. Uh, same with this other app. Um, there's the Headspace app, which again, this might not be for everybody, but it's for, for meditation to help you find your zen to, to center yourself. It's not for everybody, guys. Just like therapy. Therapy is not for everybody. Um, but it is recommended, um, to keep yourself centered, uh, you know, not to, not to blow yourself up or over, overthink your situations to get yourself to have a meltdown. Cause I know I'm guilty of doing just that. Um, now the real question is why do people self-harm? And a lot of people don't really have this answer unless you've experienced it yourself. And I can attest to all these answers that I found. So to process negative feelings or to distract themselves, which again, it's that sense of feeling something. It's putting your energy that everything else is going downhill and you don't know how to process it. So you turn to the most unhealthiest way possible. Um, again, don't be ashamed of chasing or not chasing um don't be ashamed of doing the things that you are used to doing but also try to try to turn that process in, into a negative or into a positive light um 
of again feeling something or a sense of control you feel like you're accomplishing something um and then of course punishing themselves for not being able to express emotions or feeling embarrassed um i know it's something that i struggled with most of my life and it took me 23 years to openly talk about it um if the people when i was in ninth grade didn't know or didn't know about it i'm sure nobody would have ever known about it and now i can honestly and openly talk about the struggles i had with self-harm and again guys if you know somebody that's going through this if you yourself are experiencing this please know there is help and that you are never ever alone in any of this um we are all in this together mental health is health guys whether Work wants to acknowledge it, whether friends want to acknowledge it, whether family wants to acknowledge it, your mental health comes first. Then everything else can follow right behind it. Um, I really like reading these quotes after, after every podcast just because I feel like it helps me and I, and I hope it helps other people too. Um, just a little slight trigger warning on some of the wording in here just because it's a little bit of a heavy quote but it's something that stood out to me this one is from dr jen wolken trauma did not make you stronger it traumatized you broke your heart disrelegated dysregulated your nervous system gave you ptsd sleepless nights trust issues connection difficulty and almost killed you and stole your will to live you made Plus, make yourself, or you made and you make yourself stronger by surviving. And to me, guys, I think that is one of the best perspectives I've ever read in my entire life because something I've seen so often, and I'm guilty of it too, saying that trauma made me stronger. And reading that kind of reshifted my mind on the whole thing, saying trauma broke me, <laughs> it destroyed me. And we have to be accountable for the changes that we made in our life, that we made ourselves better, that we made ourselves better for our kids and for our loved ones. We did that. Yeah, we didn't do it alone, but we did that. We made it possible. And I just want to let you guys know, you made all the positive things in your life possible too, by changing your mindset, by by thinking that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you waited it out. And you waited the shit storm and you waited out all the bad things in your life just to get to this point. And I just want to say I am so damn proud of every single one of you guys for waiting it out and being positive, being being there for one another and allowing all these changes to happen in your life. There's one more quote I want to read to you guys. And this one is very near and dear to my heart. Again, a little bit of a trigger warning, but. Suicidal people, suicidal people shouldn't be told the main reason they shouldn't kill themselves is because of how it might affect others. Suicidal people deserve love, help, and support, not guilt trips. Suicidal people deserve to feel like their life is worth living for their own sake. And again, guys, I got extremely emotional reading that second one because it was something that was never told to me, and I want to make sure I tell you guys every positive affirmation that I can tell you and 
let you guys know that you guys are so damn important to me and I appreciate every single one of you. I've managed to break over a hundred listeners. I've managed to reach other countries and so much more. And I'm so grateful for you guys that are part of this journey with me every single day that are there for me every single day and made this possible. And I, again, you guys are so important to me. Your feelings matter. And you are so worth every ounce of this battle. And if I can be that beacon of hope for you guys, I will be. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please know that this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And this will stream first thing in the morning, March 15th, 2022. Thank you so much again for listening. Be gentle with yourself. I love you guys.